0: Evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Deductionist podcast. I'm riding solo uh, again today, mostly because the other one is off, just gallivanting around the world. <laughs> By that, I mean I'm in a local area, um, so it's all the raw. It's always rather uh, tough to fulfil the, the similar degree of banter when it's when it's just me, <laughs> because. If I indulge that side too much, it's going to be mostly like I'm just sat in the corner of my house, talking to myself, which it pretty much is. <laughs> so I hope you've all been keeping you safe and well, and uh, training's been going successfully, smoothly. You are all remaining as observant of all of the details that exist around you as you possibly can be on a daily basis. Um, so. Got a couple of things that I'm going to talk to you about uh, today, mostly because uh, it's it's just me, <laughs> so there'll be no witty repartee, no back and forth, uh, uh, and and the like. So if you want to join in, feel free. If you don't, d- then you y- you know don't. <laughs> I ain't gonna force you. <laughs> so uh, earlier on in the week. Uh, well, long story short, actually, good few years ago now, I got my first kidney stones. And then uh, uh, it's been back and forth in a while, operations, you know, if you've stuck around with a podcast long enough, you know how it goes. Uh, and we, 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 we don't need to bore anyone with those continuous details or not. But what happened the other day is I got the results of my most recent scan back. And as it turns out, I have um, arthritis in my lower back and uh, uh, calcium deposits within my arteries, uh, hernias uh, as well in both groins. And I'm sat here thinking that, I I feel okay. I I just had kidney stones, <laughs> uh, and and all of a sudden I'm turning into this decrepit individual. It was it was hilarious talking to the uh, the doctor on the phone, um, because he was saying, uh, "So uh, how's your back pain?" I I, I don't have any. <laughs> oh wow, that was that was new.
1: Oh, what's happening here? Oh... try that one. It's been a while since I've used this one. <laughs> How weird is that? Yeah, let's see if I can swap it yeah. around. Technical difficulties are great, aren't they? I have to invest in a
0: decent way. I, am, I think. There we go. We'll keep that one on standby. <laughs> who knows maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll go off again maybe it won't um yeah so he was sat there on the phone to me asking uh uh how's your lower back pain I haven't, I haven't got any what about the pain in your groin i haven't got any <laughs> what about the pain in, in your stomach and moving downwards i haven't got any <laughs> I know nothing about Eugene Sandow nor Find the Stuntman, so is my time better spent somewhere else. That's that's entirely up to you, Elrin. That's entirely up to you. Mostly because I, I'm going to be talking about Eugene uh, Sander. He's a very specific uh, uh, subset of uh, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle esque knowledge, and uh, uh, Find the stuntman is one of my training games that I play. So, if you were familiar with that already, then I was. I would imagine you to be some kind of uh, voyeur, voyeur or stalker or something like that, <laughs> and you've seen me playing that before. Um, so as it is that I'm on my own, we're talking about uh, just a just a couple of things that have been going on with me recently, and exploring how it is that I uh, that I train uh, particular aspects of of people reading and observation uh, and uh, other affiliated aspects. So in terms of how your time's better spent, that's only really a, a question that you can answer. <laughs> only a question that you can answer um so whilst all this is going on the only time that i ever really experience any kind of difficulty in in my uh in my lower extremities let's call it is is when i'm having to sit down for for a great degree of time um and it seems to be the case the more i read about it uh, the more it comes back to the the protection my back muscles have have afforded my my bones over the years, given some of the things that I've uh, that I've been involved in, things from the stunt world, um, and then all of the kinds of training that I do on a physical basis, and it brings me back to it. It seems to be a. Um, an argument a line in the sand not like a a, a a bitchy angry argument but that people can't seem to agree on the on the benefits of one uh, aspect over the other and it, and it's the difference between um, body weight exercises and those that require weights uh, and the like whatever whatever kind of weighted exercise you, you you're thinking of um anything from the dumbbells to the barbells or the machines or free weights uh, anything of that area that's that's all going into that aspect uh, and i've i've only ever really trained uh, properly a function so it would be things like uh, body weight to try and take care of my body and the the whole the old adage of it was that if it was for me that if it was good enough for the ancient greeks it's good enough for me right they, those are some of the uh, fittest people if the stories are to be believed um that ever walked the earth and so i started i started going through um some of my old uh, Arthur conan doyle knowledge uh, and books and notes uh, and and these kinds of things because i was aware of uh, aware, aware of a story from uh during his uh, early 30s i think it was um whereby uh, him and his brother they are driving uh, uh, driving home um i think it was from um a, a golf day anyway it was it was from a day out with his brother Um, they're they're driving home and one thing led to another in in terms of an accident happening and they were in a car accident and the car flipped uh, and the like so in a kind of scramble to get free um, the the car rolled over and pinned Conan Doyle face down um, sort of uh, in 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 the uh, in the upper in the upper back area so he's face down on the ground and he was cited uh, as saying that the pressure was so tight that he could barely make a sound let alone ask for help uh, and he had to sit there while help was brought towards him so they can actually uh, get the car off and it was with all of that pressure however much a car, a car of uh, of that era weighs a ton maybe something like that if i were to hazard a guess um there aren't many people that can say a car has rolled over on top of them, pinned them to the ground, and it was he pin- was pinned to the ground on on gravel on stones. Um, so it wasn't like it was anything soft like grass. Not that that's you know uh, going to help too much, but I think I would if I was if I had to be pinned over two things uh, and my choices were gravel or grass, I'd go for the grass uh, every time. Um, and uh, so he's got all of that resting on his spine, and he still managed to walk away. And he cited the um, the success uh, of that, but by no means is, it, has he ever, you know, stated that it was all down to uh, fitness and taking care of yourself. There is a great deal of luck involved in it, um, but he cited one of the, the the main reasons that he was able to walk away from that incident with no particular um physical difficulties and the like maybe a maybe a bit of pain in 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 that way he cited his work with Eugene Sandow was a it was a German bodybuilder a German bodybuilder I think his name was Friedrich Muller or Muller or yeah, definitely Friedrich, but it was Mueller or Muller. Well, one of the two. That that was his original name, and the workouts that he was setting, um, that he was setting Conan Doyle. Now Conan Doyle was physically fit and very active. Anyway, he played, uh, played football regularly, cricket uh, as well. Uh, he was even on the same team as the uh, the the guy that wrote Peter Pan. Um, I would have to Google to find his name. Um, Oh no, wait, it was the same guy from Finding Neverland, wasn't it? With Johnny Depp.
1: Barry? Jay Barry?
0: Something like that. Anyway um, so yeah, that that's that's the reason that uh, uh, that uh, Conan Doyle believes he he was able to successfully survive a car rolling over and landing on him. Um Eugene Sandow was the man taking care of that and with that it lends itself to one of my attitudes towards things that you would research in order to better understand how to read a person in the first place and it would be things like uh, health, fitness, anatomy and physiology. Um, medicines uh, and and the like, even something as simple as looking up, like a, a, a statistically most common medicine list and the causes and the symptoms that will go along with these kinds of things, so that were you to see, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a passing stand of amoxicillin, for for example, a very common antibiotic, what would what would be some of the uh, most listed areas? that you would um that you would get that kind of detail from um and and it is really from that kind of origin that bore my interest in learning uh and and taking the degrees that i've taken uh, over over the years in my understanding of people and the way that they work from an internal basis right because when you're looking at understanding um deductions and observations from how people move from how they walk through a certain scenario you could take into account speed sure Uh, but then when you start to look at things like uh, compensation in the movement what are their kinesics doing Uh, Are they placing any undue pressure on ankles, any undue pressure on knees, alleviating any pressure on hips, for example? What's their proprioception levels like within that environment? Does it change from one environment to the next? Does it change around people? and the like do they seem in pain as they are moving do they seem as though they're masking pain as they are moving all of these kinds of questions you can start to abductively reason uh, a a decent level of information uh, about the the precise nature of how this person is functioning as a unit never mind the thoughts that are specifically guiding this but what is going on internally uh in in that area so i i kind of altered my um uh my my attitude toward it, like the fitness in that if it was good enough for the ancient greeks it's good enough for me um it, it became if it was good enough for the ancient greeks and if eugene said it was okay <laughs> <laughs> then i'd uh, uh, then i'd take it forward because now i'm having to um rethink some of the ways that i train based on this kind of diagnosis that i've had um so moving forwards you can encourage your awareness into the physical differences of the way in w- uh, of the way in which people move and that's not to say that you would be looking for things that would be, that would be. That would constitute like a, a, a disability or a difficulty per se right because we've all we all have our own individual walks our gait patterns uh, and the like are of us are studied to 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 quite a serious microscopic degree from people who work in the field of kinesics and functional movement and the like even down to some degrees of uh, 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 pediatrician information uh, sorry not pediatrician uh, podiatry excuse me. Forensic podiatry is a uh, is a, is another great aspect of looking at how uh, uh, looking at how feet are a requirement for support for how we move through the day. You know what are the differences between somebody who moves with knock knees or pigeon toes or fallen arches or sprained ankles, pulled muscles, tight hamstrings, and why right it's all to avoid the particulars of that aspect where you look at somebody and think i can't see anything <laughs> right to to avoid that uh, that proverbial uh, sherlock looking at irene adler moment where he, he glances over and just sees question marks there should always be something there for us to work with Right, so this can be just another string to our respective bows uh, and the like. Even down to taking uh, taking into account the requirements that people would go through in order to train in a particular way. Right, if you can separate visually a gymnastics physique versus a free runner's physique versus a ballet dancer's physique versus a bodybuilder's physique versus a marathon runner's physique if you can just separate all of those out you will be able to abductively reason backwards a great degree of information that they would have had to have gone through in order to achieve that which they have at that moment in time right there is a um there is a a a ufc fighter an mma fighter i don't know technically which camp it would fall into or whether it may be both um but his name is uh paddy the Baddy bimblet uh, and the like and he is Virtually breaking a, a a good degree of of stereotypes in terms of and the the understanding of uh, of of what a fighter must do in order to make weight in order to have a, a have a successful and strong physique that's manageable that's fast that's strong that's flexible uh, and the like because this this is a guy who isn't afraid to balloon up with comfort weight just as he isn't afraid to put in three or four hours worth of training uh, uh, over a, over a particularly restricted calorie amount which is you know rather extreme polarizing aspects of what he's doing in that way but it comes from having an understanding of what your body is what your body can do Right. And that is something that relates out further and further and further. Right. If you yourself had back pain and then you met somebody else who was exhibiting similar movements, yes, you have an understanding about the possibility for back pain, but you also have an understanding for conversational influence, rapport building. Uh, and the like in that moment you are going to understand the 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 personal journey that this person is going on better than everybody else uh, that's that's there as well because you are experiencing the pain that they are at this time so eugene sandow was the first person to really bring the awareness of the specifics of the human body to Doyle's attention, so much so that um, he actually judged a bodybuilding competition. He being Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, and and the like, because he really had a, a a keen understanding from that moment of exactly what was required in order to maintain a successful bodybuilder's physique he knew what to look for what to observe for and the like so that when people weren't exhibiting these details he would judge them accordingly and the like which sounds a lot more uh, 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 mean than what it is <laughs> general zod sitting in today <laughs> i'm not quite sure how i feel about that one uh i, I mean i'll take it you know powerful alien badass unfortunately spent far too much time in the phantom zone but you know there we are um it's a it's a it's a it's a decent tangent to go on in that way so i just wanted to bring that story to your attention it's been it's been a it's been a good long while since we've discussed anything um purely historic he was a good looking guy he was um But yeah uh, it's been a while since we've spoken about anything uh anything particularly historic within the sherlockian field and being one to always push for um purity with with a fondness for um with a fondness for uh sherlock holmes and the affiliated concepts it can ebb further and further and further and further than you you the proverbial you because i can't speak to anyone specifically uh, uh, the the proverbial you would have ever really understood at, at that moment is the the physical structure of a human something that's that's really been considered by yourself uh, in terms of a people reading concept infrequently the answer is yes frequently the answer is no there, there, there seems to be the, the the grander understanding that you can simply decode symbols through how uh through our human moves their body uh, and you will be able to spend enough time learning these symbols and then uh, be able to pick apart their most unique thoughts based on this when you know the reality is it's simply not true um Sandow, i believe hosted the first ever built bodybuilding competition good evening as well sir uh he he may well have done i've not looked back back far uh, i just i just look back uh, into the uh, uh the doylean history that's uh that's exhibited there um i actually shared a couple of pictures of um a get together of the the sherlockian elite and there were uh, there were a couple of Doyle's descendants uh, in, in the picture as well. Uh, I think I may have told this story before. To be fair, so for, forgive me. Uh, we we were in uh, it was in the, the, one of the top floors of Heron Tower in London. We we were doing a book event. Uh, so the Doyle family's there. The uh, the people from undershore are there. Um, Bonnie McBirds there. Um, you know, and a few other fairly fairly prolific authors and editors from around the world and uh, and and me uh, and we were doing this this kind of um murder mystery game and there was uh there was a couple of points where again long story short i'm asking for like location suggestions and a name of character suggestions and then when it got to weapons suggestions because sorry uh, to go back again the murder mystery but it was like cluedo but a real real life person version of cluedo uh it it wasn't like a, a you know, like um, a Knives Out murder mystery uh, kind of thing, where there was narrative and twists and turns. It was it was the basics of Cluedo, but just done with people and uh, randomly shouted out things, uh, and the like. And when I'm going through the list of people, uh, going through the list of weapons, I, you can hear this voice from the from like sort of buried within the within the within the crowd. Hammer, hammer. Kill him with a hammer. <laughs> Turned out to be the, uh, the the great 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 granddaughter of Arthur Conan Doyle, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious um, because when you when you speak to her um, directly, she is the sweetest, sweetest lady that you could ever that you could ever want to talk to. Um, But evidently, she had uh, she had a she had a rather particular dark side. (laughs) Um, So that was that. That was one of the things that I wanted to share with you. And um, so, find the stuntman. Frozen mutton. Frozen. That's a genius weapon. Actually, that's a genius. I um I I, on my first kind of. I wouldn't really call it a holiday it was it was more of an experience when i i went to i went to uh, uh greece with a friend of mine in college and uh we met a uh a bodyguard out there uh he, he was he was bodyguarding people like uh the rock and and johnny knoxville and uh had loads of fun stories about them <laughs> i will try and do the accent but i will butcher it uh because he was th- this kind of thick Sort of Guy Ritchie film, uh, uh, a Cockney accent, um, and he was <laughs> he was saying, um, "Now nah, Ben, I'm guarding a rock, right? Nah, I'm six foot three. I've got a fifty-six inch chest. This guy's six foot six, something like that. Got a fifty-eight inch chest. What the fuck does he need a body but a bodyguard for?" <laughs> Uh, and there was stories that he shared of um, having to try and, uh, try and contain Johnny Knoxville. This was like during the the, the Jackass days because they was taking bars, uh, taking bets in bars in Ireland with upside down bottles of uh, Newcastle Brown Ale, trying to trying to smash them on his head, but this way round as opposed to uh, over the top. Anyway. This um, this bodyguard had what I thought to be quite a, a, a clever idea for a weapon. Um, he he just kept a frozen bottle of water in the fridge. It was like, um, well, if if I ever need it, I'll just whack him with that. And then I I started to think about it afterwards. If you were to do that, and then leave the bottle, uh, uh, the bottle of water. To, to kind of defrost over the plug hole in the sink most of the affected epithelials will drain and be gone forever just thought <laughs> just a thought uh, anyway so Find the Stuntman Find the Stuntman is one of those games that I developed um well, it's not really a game, to be fair. It's, it's, more of, it's more of something that you can practice to sharpen your observation and recollection of faces and the details that go along with them. The names will come over time. But it is... And it, because I, I called it Find the Stuntman doesn't mean that you have to call it Find the Stuntman or do it specifically with stuntmen. Uh, but um given that that i i grew up training uh, with with these guys that was the next natural thing um so the aspect of it kind of links towards super recognition and if you if you aren't familiar with the super recognizers i got my certificate around here uh, somewhere from them the other day uh, i don't know where i put it <laughs> uh i am i'm now an official licentiate of the associate the association of super recognizers uh which is apparently a very small minute number of the population that uh whereas the average person is good with faces numbering less than 10 at a time uh, super recognition you you would do up to thousands uh, at, at a time basically after brief glimpses so like it would be tasks like you would be shown a picture of of me like this uh, and then you would next see me again in different clothes, with a hat on, and from the back, and you've still got to recognize me from a mile away, right? That's that's the kind of super recognition tactic. That's why I'm I'm, I'm still of the opinion that it's not an innate thing, right? Whether that's a rationalization or not, I don't know, um, but I'm of the opinion that it's that it's not uh, that it's not an innate thing, uh, and it is something that can be developed because. I'm aware of a number of people who are now super recognisers that have followed similar, uh, similar situations that are as attentive to those kinds of details in that way. So the game was very simple. Like when I would watch a film or a TV show, uh, you know, just to relax, something like that. If I caught a stuntman, or or like a a, you know a a bit part actor, an extra, something like that, then my job was to try and pinpoint where I'd recognised him before. You know, if I would if I give you a, a, a for instance. At the minute david leach is a is a is a very popular director at the minute bullet train deadpool 2 the john wick franchise um uh, and uh, hobson shaw the spin-off was another one and he normally places himself uh, into these films as extras as 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 bit part roles um so the 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 first time i saw his face um recently i immediately went that's sammo hung's martial arts teacher uh, martial arts coach from the from the police academy in martial law and i hadn't watched that show since since the early early 2000s it was on channel five in the uk once a week martial law it only ran for two seasons uh, david leach was in the first season the first season why can't i say season season <laughs> first season there we go <laughs> and he was in the first season um as the the kind of police uh martial arts coach and then samo would come in and they'd, they'd have battles and be egocentric and the like and i'm trying to connect those dots based on a brief introduction to david leach's face as he randomly passes by on screen um so let's um let's, i need i need to uh i need to show you this in action don't really so let's go let
1: that um
0: top action films why two two what is wrong with me
1: 27 Best Action Movies of 2020 so far. The Batman. That's an obvious one. I find something that we can use um, that might do as good cutaways. let's just let's just uh let's go captain america winter soldier lift bite here we go
0: Pick this one because I I have seen I'm I'm obviously a, a big uh, big comic book movie fan, um and uh, being uh, you know interested in actions and uh, action and stunts and this kind of thing, the the elevator fight from Captain America: The Winter Soldier is infamous within the MCU. It's been a, it's been a very 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 good one.
1: Are hey, you okay? Hi, good
0: thanks. See you soon. Thank you. I'm sorry about what happened with Fury. There you go. Thank you. So here's what I'd be thinking then at the minute. I mean you could you could obviously do it with you could obviously do it <laughs> No pun intended, you could obviously do it with Captain America. Um but it, it, it would be things like um he had uh, he had his his small one liner in free guy. He was uh, if you go as far back as I can remember, it was in not another teen movie, um, the Fantastic Four, um, both of them. Uh, Push, uh, Knives Out, The Gray Man. You know, there's 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 tons. But like and then Frank Grillo or Grillo, Um There was uh, the the Purge films. This film been in a number of uh, a number of action films recently. Straight to Amazon Prime. There was one that was kind of like a Groundhog Day thing um, with Mel Gibson in, but the name of that escapes me. Let's keep going. I don't recognize him. There you go, there's another one. So, uh looking away. Oh, he's on this screen as well there. Oh, no, they're everywhere. Um so that guy played uh played one of the Russians in uh in Batman versus Superman. He's actually English uh, as well. He was in a uh, just a terrible Jackie Chan film um with like uh, robots and robotic limbs uh, and whatnot. It was like Bleeding Steel, I think it was called, or something like this. Um, it was when uh, when Jackie Chan started to use CGI uh, and, and 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 that kind of thing, um, which obviously he's getting on a bit now, so he's allowed to do. He was in it um, was in a film recently with uh, Megan Fox, where she was handcuffed to her dead husband. Uh, I think that just just came onto Netflix as well. Um, I don't recognise the other two though. He was also in the gray man Records. confirmed nope oh, here we go Sonic
1: before we get started does anyone want to get out
0: <laughs> oh night night goodbye and that's pretty much i mean i noticed one of the other guys that were in there as well uh his name was uh Guy. i think he does a lot of the um uh, uh the stuntmen the stuntmen react episodes what is that there we go try that again and um, the, uh, the the men react episodes are on um, uh, uh, on YouTube with the corridor crew, I think it's called. Uh, he was also in um, Ava as a stuntman. Um, he's, done, he's done a few other MCU films, but that's the basic premise of it as well. I am I am building in to my reflex awareness of people when I'm relaxing previous interactions with them previous engagements with them uh and the like i'm trying to avoid that where have i seen you before uh, and the like with this kind of thing even down to when uh when you put a film on and you know how it says things like chris evans you know this guy and, and this guy and this guy and then you get to a name that you don't know you don't recognize then i will be watching a film Trying to put it together with who is that person, or if it you you know you're watching it on Amazon Prime, you pause it and it will give you the name anyway, so you can then learn this, and then the next time you see this person in something else, you have this callback to, ah, I saw them when I was uh, trying to uh, figure out their name. What we're doing is we're building into us. A default sense of recognition, so that when we're looking at a person's face, it's no longer passive when we're when we're having a conversation, we are no longer waiting for our turn to speak because we're looking at them, paying attention to their details, the movement of their face, the shapes that it makes, and the pictures that we can recognize at a later stage. so that was uh, that was a uh, fine stuntman. I mean, I could I could go on and on uh, in, in this kind of way in, in terms of the benefits that this has towards your, your recognition of people and therefore your recognition of things because it will work just as well with photographs. And you will find that the more you tug at these thoughts that are connected to it, the more detail comes along with the simple recognition of a face in terms of where you might have seen them last, what they were doing, what kind of role they were in, whether you like the film. And again and again, so like whether you meet somebody for the first time well don't you look like this person but in your head you're thinking i don't really like that person is that then going to affect your interactions with them because there's such a strong reminder and what you what are you going to do to get past that in order to make sure you're still observing the right amount of details that you need to in order to build a better relationship moving forwards right find the stuntman was there was one of those games that made sure that i would never be not training always be training <laughs> and so now i'm at the uh the, the virtual savantist level nature of um of, of 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 connection of details and random obscure actors and faces and stuntmen and extras and this kind of thing like we um we put uh the blade franchise on the the, the other day me and maddie did. Um, and come up with Chris Christopherson uh, as, as Whistler. And now, other than uh, other than the Blade franchise, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back and forth. Where well, have I seen him before? Because he had short hair. He's a bit of a bell-end in this series. And then I, I call back to a Steven Seagal film, Fire Down Below. He was the uh, the, the, the kind of lead criminal. Uh, in in that film and there's no memory palace work no storage or whatnot i'm just engaging with the films as i watch them and forcing myself to be curious to make a connection between one piece of information and another so it's no longer passive right you think about it when you engage in something that really hurts you if you've ever picked up a plate that's too hot when it's just been near an oven the second the second time you go to that a plate that's atop the oven you are wary of the possibilities of burning even though it was just based on a fleeting motion you've just had a strong connection we're trying to build that between details from everywhere and the last time i watched fire down below i was living at home um because it was on Channel 5 and I was just, I was going through periods of just recording fight scenes in films. <laughs> I was trying to learn all the moves um, from from that kind of uh, young, crazy area of my life, which may have contributed to my arthritis, but there we go. <laughs> Who knows? Um... So yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk to you uh, about today, guys. Thank you for stopping by. Um, if you've got any questions or anything that you would like to see explored in terms of future topics, then by all means, drop this kind of stuff in the comment section, and we'll get amongst it. Um, don't forget to explore the free training that's that will be in the. Uh, information when this video goes out tomorrow uh, but it's also uh, available in the information for the previous videos that we've done too and hopefully we'll get adam back soon as well for some fun frolics Um, but until that time guys i'm gonna love you and leave you take care see you later